Boys, listen. I don't know about you, but I think Trump, President Trump, had the best week yet of his presidency. He yet again saved the uh, the Middle East from total destruction. If this was VH1 in like 2011, he would have won the best week yeah. ever. Well, anyways, thank you to President Donald John Trump for saving Iran from total annihilation. That's the only thing we'll say about uh, what happened in Iran. We're not a politics show. We're not a politics show. And also, that's one of the reasons why um, there wasn't an episode last week. I was in Iran. Um, How was it? It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty badass. Um, Tristan was in Iran and he missed his flight to uh, <laughs> Kiev by five minutes. You fucking beat me to it, Steven. Oh, I did? Okay, let's retake be- it. No, no, no. That was good. All right, let's start the show. House episode 19 of Welcome to the Horse House. I'm your host, Tristan Horse, back at you again with episode 19 of Welcome to the Horse House. I'm your host, Tristan Horse, for episode 19 of Welcome to the Horse House. Welcome to the Horse House. I'm your host, Tristan Horse, here with two very good friends of mine, comrades, compatriots, amigos. Me, Rudy. I'm about to go Pam, hard as a pa- podcast, let you horses know who I am. I'm about to go Pam. Pod is a motherfucker. Let you horses know who I am. That was what? What was that? Ham from Watch the Throne. Oh, um, oh yeah. Uh, remember in like, yeah. like uh, Kanye and Jay Z? Yeah, like 2011, I think. I used to listen to that album quite a bit when it was on Spotify, and then what was it? Title came out, yeah. and Jay Z's like, all right. Pull everything. This. Everything's going on title. Guys, our uh, our streaming service can't stand up by itself. Yeah, please. And um. Yeah, I used to, back when I smoked a lot of cigarettes and um, smoked a lot of weed, I used to sit outside and get hot. Ugh, I almost threw up. Getting choked up. Yeah. <laughs> Good days. I used to get high outside, and I used to put that album on, and I'd smoke like half a bag of cigarettes and sit in there listening to it. Half a bag of cigarettes? Half a bag of cigarettes. <laughs> half and, a bag uh, of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, nice. Um to you, that's a just a term. To me, that's a red letter media reference to their television, to their YouTube series, Half in the Bag. I watch them. No, you don't. I and do. um, and so uh, those were good times when I was smoking weed. Uh, I haven't smoked weed probably in a year. Um, maybe I'll get started on it again. Don't do that. I don't know. Who knows? I, I've been kind of in the mood to get high lately, though. You know, I remember I used to get high and I used to watch like fucking Curb Enthusiasm in the office. And, you know, those shows are funny, but when you're high, fucking forget about it, man. They're the best. Mm-mm. Rudy prefers, like, ketamine, cocaine, and shit like that. Stimulants are better than the depressants. Fuck you. <laughs> but, yeah, so welcome to the Horse House. I'm your host, Tristan Horse. Uh, how you guys doing today? What's going on on, on on this beautiful Sunday, Monday, on this beautiful Monday, um, uh, June, January 12th? How you guys doing See, we record this on a Monday, and you guys are going to be hearing this on 
we, we record this on a Sunday. I'm having a fucking. Are you guys small burnt toast I here? You're trying to like fucking bamboozle uh, the audience. No, and uh, you guys listen to this on a Monday. We record on a Sunday, so when I when I talk about the date, it's usually the date you guys are listening to. Um, I talk from the future. How are you guys doing? That was the main point. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, man. It's been fucking. It's yeah. been two weeks. All right, rejoin music. You guys ever, um, you guys ever sit there, perhaps maybe in your room or in your living room, maybe in your car? You ever just sit in your truck and just think, I wonder what Andy Warhol was doing on this day in 1977? Yeah. Well,. If you've ever wondered that, but never knew, I have a bit of a solution for you. I got a little bit of an answer for you. Which brings us to our new segment in our show. What was Andy Warhol doing on this day in 1977? Woo, yeah! I have in my hand the Andy Warhol Diaries. I'm so fucking upset with you. Compiled and edited by Pat Hackett. Um, according to Boston Globe, the ultimate self-portrait. Pat Four months on the New York Times bestseller list, Moby the Andy Warhol it. Diaries. So, Rudy, just in case you were wondering today, what was Andy Warhol? Can we make guesses? Doing? Can we get? Can we make guesses? Yeah, yeah. What was Andy? First? What was Andy Warhol doing on this day? In 1977. 1977. January 12th. There was no January 13th, so we got January 12th, 1977. Heroin. Uh, he was getting ready to see the first Star Wars movie in like five months. Oh, maybe he had a bit of um an early screening with his good friend, Mr. George Lucas, Dr. Er, George may, Lucas. Mayhaps. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's take a look at what Andy Warhol was doing on this day in 1977, January 12th. When I got to 860, a big CBS crew was filming Jamie Wyeth with Arnold Schwarzenegger posing for him for a show called Who's Who. Capped up with Jamie and Arnold to a lunch at Elaine's for Arnold's movie, Pumping Iron, $5. Stopped at the Ritz Towers. Had to wait five minutes for Paulette Goddard to come downstairs. She was wearing all her jewelry and was funny. Sounds like me. He didn't say that. I said that. Sounds like me. She said, if you'd play your cards right, Andy, these could have all been yours. (laughs) God. When I think of how many hours Bob and I spent taping her. A little aside, I thought it said raping at first. Um, <laughs> taping her. Trying to get the real story of her life out of her for that book by Mr. Johanovich. I mean, if I'd been a big Hollywood star and married to Charlie Chaplin and Burgess Meredith and Eric Maria Remark, I think I would have come up with a few hot stories. At Lane's Delfina Ratazzi, uh, at Elaine's Delfina Ratazzi was there. She works at Viking now as a reader for Jackie O. Victor. Wait, as a reader for Jackie O. Victor was there. Mm, that's a spelling. That's that's an error. That's an error. Not edited well. You not edited well. Hackett at all. couldn't hack it. Yeah, <laughs> Hackett couldn't hack it. Hackett couldn't pack. <laughs> Uh, you did the moment. And Paulette was falling in love with him because she was calculating all the Halstons could get out of her. Pat Patterson came <laughs> and sat with us, and Charlotte Curtis from the New York Times was there too. 
Drop Jamie at the art store, $5. The office was jumping. Vincent was going crazy. Bianca called and said she was having a birthday dinner that night for Joel LeBon, who works for Pierre Burge. Patasa the drag queen was at the office in a homemade black and gold fantasy dress, and Jamie got fascinated and painted her in the dress with her cock showing. Paris is burning. He'll, good movie. He'll be painting at 860 for about two months. Then Victor got Patassa to pose in the nude. Nena Eberstadt is now working for us. She was typing up an interview. John and Kamiko Powers came in with a lot of art things for me to sign. Alex Henry C.C. introduction came by with some acetates. Worked until 7 and then went up to Bill Copley's to sign a painting he'd bought. He just made dinner for his little daughter, Theodora. A great dinner. Hot dogs, ketchup, coke, and vanilla ice cream. Dropped Fred off at Lee Redizzle's, $2.95. Went to the party for Joel. Bianca was wearing the same dress she wore the last time. It's strange to see girls who really dress up wearing the same thing twice. Wearing the same thing twice. And that's what Andy Warhol was doing on this day in 1977. Was... Was Brett Easton Ellis just a pen name for for uh, Andy Warhol? Um, which character was that in the passage we read? Because there were so many fucking names. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis is the author of American Psycho. Oh, really? That was oh, really reminiscent. I thought they. Um, well, the, the way I read it may have been a little. Yeah, maybe you're maybe just a, it. just a wacko. Yeah, but uh, that's what Andy Warhol was doing uh, on this day in 1977. Good segment. Do you think the viewers will, the listeners will enjoy that every single week? They'll love it. Now, some of his diary. Um, entries are very short. That was kind of a long one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you noticed, he wrote down everything he spent. Yeah. Um, he was like OCD and also a hoarder. Was he known to be frugal? Or was that just like a compulsion? He was known to be frugal, I'm pretty sure. Um, he, uh, a while back, they were like clearing out his like, apart- his, 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 like apartment in New York City. Mm-hmm. And like they found out he was like a huge hoarder. And like he had like... um. A fucking piece of cake from Jackie Kennedy Onassis's wedding to um, Aristotle Onassis. Kind of cool though. Yeah, like a fucking desiccated piece of cake, and they threw it away, which surprised me because I would have totally saved that. I would have ate it. Um, not really because it's their wedding cake, but because the novelty of Andy Warhol had that piece of cake for like forty years. Kind of cool. Uh, maybe maybe it's like a psychological thing going back to his parents because weren't his parents like Depression era from like Pittsburgh? They were so from I mean, um, like. Yeah, they were from, like, Hungary, and they located to Pittsburgh. It wasn't Hungary. It was some um, Eastern European country. They definitely went through the, like, global economic crisis, though, and I imagine, like, a working-class family in, like, a very working-class city, and they could really instill, like, Mm -hmm. at an early age, the need to, like... Plus, he was, like, compulsive and always on drugs. And just weird as shit. And weird as Um, shit. So, like, you add all that together, it's a good recipe for hoarding. Also, his real last name was Warhalla, which is a lot more Eastern European than Mm. Warhol. Um, It's also cooler sounding. Yeah, Warhalla. Um, Also, another thing, um, he's, like, the only person I can think of who, like, converted to gay, like, halfway through his life. Is that true? He got... I think that's just called clipping out, but... uh, No, no, (laughs) no, 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 because he was straight, and then he got shot by that radical feminist Mm -hmm. um, from the... From the from the like paramilitary group called Scum okay. Society for Cutting Up Men. Damn. Yeah, and she shot him, and he almost died. And after that, he started fucking guys. Well, that bullet had toxoplasmosis on it. Yeah, it had some sort of gay chemicals. It had, well, it's the same shit they give the goddamn frogs. If I, 
beat me to it, Rudy. Jeez, you guys are stepping all over my jokes. I have these jokes carefully crafted for two weeks now. That's weird because I just came up with that on the spot. Fuck you, Rudy. Okay, so that's what Andy Warhol was doing on this day in 1977, January 12th. You think the bullet just had by written on it and like <laughs> it went clean through him and it came out and he was like, wow, an epiphany. I like cock now. Like a modern day Cupid. I like pussy, but cock's good too. I'm going to paint a soup can. Soup cans are phallic. That was early 60s Warhol was the soup cans. Stephen was when he was still a straight man. He was also a staunch Catholic too. There's actually pictures of him hanging out with the Pope and shit, Pope John Paul. That's cool. You ever see Pope John Paul when he was young? Handsome devil. Well, he was like the best pope too, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what everyone seems to agree on. I see more Catholics with pictures of um, John Paul II in their house than Pope Benedict. Oh yeah, you know. Um, pope what about Benedict, Francis though? Um, Francis, <laughs> we'll get into him later, uh, Rudy. <laughs> that's a segment. Uh, he's a bit of a polarizing uh, character. No, um, all in. Yeah, maybe all those Marxist open borders Catholics like him, but real Catholics like. Me, all those postmodernist Catholics. All those postmodernist Catholics. Uh, so yeah, that was what Andy Warhol was doing on this day in 1977. Thank you. Okay, so Stephen, we didn't talk about the last podcast, but you saw Rise of Skywalker, which is the end. Which is the official end of the Skywalker saga. I mean, spoilers, yeah. by the way. Some may say that it ended in 1983. I was just going, yeah. But, um, you know, hey, fuck it. Rudy, people, have you hey, seen people it? people want to see it, I you might as well. I, Do you want to, is it okay if we talk about yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's been spoiled. It's spoiled, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so just for anyone listening. Because you've seen it now too, haven't you, Tristan? Yeah. I'm going to tell a little story, and then we'll get into some of our bitches about it. Tristan um, will edit in when you can skip to. No. To skip the spoiler. Well, Frank is good with that now. As you said on Twitter, Frank mm-hmm. said, um, uh, Rudy's Crypto Corner is from 22 minutes <laughs> to 24 minutes. You guys want to skip? Uh, <laughs> but um, so I want to... Uh, every time a new Star Wars movie comes out, I see it with my, gra- I'm with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And he likes um, science fiction movies a lot, action movies. So I go see it with him because my grandmother does not like those kinds of movies and we saw force unleashed force unleashed the video game we saw <laughs> we saw the force awakens together and we saw last Jedi together and we saw this movie together and um before we get there like 20 minutes before the movie starts and so that's when the movie starts there's still 15 minutes we were there for about probably 45 minutes sitting there before the movie started yeah as you and do. Um, as you do um he was in the korean war so he's all about time and uh <laughs> and so this 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 fucking commercial comes on before the movie for the Pixel Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that Android? Google. That's Google. That's Google. It's an Android phone. And but so um, it's Stephen Hawking narrating it. Mm-hmm. Now well, let me. Is it? Oh yeah. Who knows? Well, his voice is still very unique, though, in terms of robot voices. I don't know. Isn't that like one of the MS default? But voices? couldn't couldn't you just type it into one of his the old MS voice box default voices? No, I think it is. It's not MS Sam, no, but it's whatever. Th- this the other may have been him is. narrating one of his books. Could you? But, um, could you fake easily? Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Although, like, he was on The Simpsons. Okay. He was a, a voice, a, a vocal guest. Which is kind of weird. It's very fucking weird. Why would you have him perform? Yeah. So, so was Michael Jackson. So you're going to put a microphone in yeah, front Michael of a Jackson speaker? Has vocal cords. 
you know, uh, putting a yeah. microphone in front of a speaker for him to do his Yeah, like, over. where do we set up the rig for you, Mr. Hawking? Do we put it right at the base? There the might machine? be an aux cord in, in, in a talk box, and you just connect it right to the computer. And that, would be so, that would actually be low-key cool. Hey, listen, don't pass uh, Stephen yeah, Hawking the aux cord, because you'll be in trouble. Hey, Stephen, um, don't play any trash. Stephen yeah. Hawking. Um, all right, so here's the commercial that played before the movie. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole thing, just so you guys can hear it and stuff. By nature, explorers. Oh, that's him. But give it a listen. The same curiosity that sends us to the stars at the speed of thought urges us to go there in reality. And whenever we make a great new leap, we elevate humanity. So, first of all, they should have had some fucking subtitles in that, um. In that commercial, because I can't understand the fucking thing Shut that fuck fucking up. robot piece of shit saying. Um, now, here's the funny part, though. When that commercial ended, my grandfather, he's 89 years old. He was mm-hmm. born 30. He still calls movie theater the movie house sometimes, which is Hell very yeah. cute. He's a very sweet man. He's precious. I love Shrek. I posted a picture of him with a Shrek doll he got for Christmas on Twitter. Then I took it down because I didn't want to. I felt like I was yeah. exploiting him, was even though up that just for internet points. Even though it was a very wholesome post I made. But anyways, points. Um, points you just won the internet and um and so my grandpa after that commercial um the commercial is still kind of plain and he turns to me and he goes is that and i said yeah it's stephen hawking he's like oh it's it's a, i thought it was the guy who made the um obama documentary and i said what and he was like yeah it has kind of the tone of voice that most indians have and i said holy my 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 sweet grandfather thought that Stephen Hawking's voice was that of um, famed uh, right wing documentarian <laughs> and former Ann Coulter boyfriend Dinesh <laughs> former Souza Dinesh Pardon. he thought that Stephen count. Hawking's robot voice was Dinesh D'Souza. <sighs> now you should have told me not to drink before you said that because I... let's compare their voices though okay. Because I was listening to Dinesh, I was like, "This sounds kind of robotic." Um, because at first I had no as idea apparently most about, Indians do. <laughs> Damn. He also didn't have he didn't have his ear his um, um hearing aid hearing aid in, mm-hmm. so that could have also had a lot to do with it. So this is Dinesh D'Souza at a Liberty University uh, speech. Friend of the show, Liberty University. Yeah. Friends of the show, Jerry. Some Nazi ideology. No. They were signaling, we are cowardly worms who are willing to do whatever the Nazis tell us to do. I'm not really hearing you robot want us voice. to go start a war, kill Jews? We're ready. Because we are such wimps that we do not dare to go against the state. He's kind of talking He's trying to go after Hungary right now. Yeah, so um, that was my little um, truth, my grandpa. Also, um, love and death it was a good time. Uh, another thing... Um, I like hanging out with old people because, like, when you're watching a movie with them, you, you get to listen to the noises they make. Just, like, old man noises. Like, just, you know, just, you know, kind of like, yeah, exactly. Just, just um, well, because you got to think, like, um, people in their 80s, like, their organs have been the same organs for, like, 80 fucking years. Mm-hmm. Their brain is the same brain. It's kind of crazy to think that, like, your intestine can last that long in your body. Like, it doesn't rot. You know, Rudy, what's the science behind that, if you could? Rudy's Science Corner. What's the science behind that? I have to assume that... Is there uh, formaldehyde in my grandpa's body or something? Well, so in addition to the fact that, like, 
shit's just supposed to last for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, your body's constantly, like, replenishing shit. Yeah. I mean, what, you have, like, different skin after, like, seven days or something like that? Some shit like that. I, I don't um, think it's true. Talk a little louder, though. Yes, sir. Um, organs, I, I, I think, are probably different after, like, a couple decades. Isn't it, like, it's a, like, great philosophical question yeah, by, uh, uh... What is it? Prometheus's I don't think ship? it's Prometheus. Or, it might have been, um... Theseus's uh, ship. Yeah, sure. Uh, Theseus shit? Yes, sir. It was... But, if you replace the mast of a boat, and then a couple of years later you you replace the hull, and then you replace the It's not the, the same deck, boat anymore. Yeah, why is it in the same boat, if it is at all, right? It's not the same boat, Rudy. And then there was another one with, like, an axe, but I think it was, like, a Nordic. Kind of like how, like, 60% of Caitlyn Jenner is, was never Bruce Jenner. Fuck. <laughs> God, God, damn. true. Oh, wait, nope. Bad. Wrong one. <laughs> also, by the way, the Cardi B shit sound is still in my computer. It's still on the soundboard. I'll get it fixed later. I mean, sorry. Why fix it? Why fix it? What I needs mean, to be fixed? Eh, eh, I, I, the fart noise is good. It's a classic. But anyways, mm-hmm. organs last for a while. Hey guys, this is Tristan. If you'd like to hear about what we have to say about everything Star Wars, tune in for Behind the Table Volume 2 this Wednesday. Up. Yeah. Oh. So, um, it's the new year. It's 2020. Uh, we'll get to our New Year's resolutions later. But um, if you guys notice, there's, um, things are changing in the world. You know, we now have these drones that can kill one person and no one else at airports in Iraq. And um, <laughs> stick to comedy, not politics. And um, we got we have really good security yeah. <laughs> security cameras that can uh, delete stuff yeah, yeah, accidentally exactly, by itself with exactly. no in, influence in, in very high security prisons. Um, shout out to Je, my good friend, a good friend of the horse house, anonymous listener Je. Um, yeah, but you know the times is one. Uh, you know the you know the times are changing if you will and um i decided to write a little bit of a song about it if you guys um i wrote this a couple days ago about our changing world and i figured it would be good on the podcast would you like to hear it about the times that are changing yeah maybe so i wrote this i used to write a lot of songs when i smoked weed and then you know and since you've started again yeah yeah, you know uh two of the members of this podcast used to be in a band together it's true we were doing heroin back then, though. Can you guys... Is that... All right. So I wrote this a couple days ago. And I get some good work that I have. I wrote it down. Um, so this is about our changing world. And just how things are different nowadays in 2020. Okay. I haven't played guitar in months. Come gather round people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing Come writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again 
And don't speak too soon For the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming For the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changing Come senators and congressmen, please heed the call Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled There's a battle outside that's raging It'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are a-changing One more verse Come mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend a hand For the times they are a-changing The line it is drawn, the curse it is cast The slow one now will later be fast As the present now will later be past The order is rapidly fading The first one now will be later For the times they are a changing. I just like it. That's a beautiful song. I've never heard it. That's incredible. Those lyrics. That's timeless. Did you? You wrote that? I wrote it last week. Like that could have been written like decades ago, and it would still be. When 2020 came around, and I saw everything that was going on in the world, I said. It just kind of popped in my my mind. I thought the times they truly are a changing, so I decided to put pen to paper and just write a little ditty. It didn't take it took me about five minutes to write. So yeah, that was my that's my song for the new year. I'm blown away. You guys have any New Year's resolutions coming this summer from Danny Boyle? Everybody forgot Bob Dylan except for Tristan. Who the fuck's Bob, Who's Bob Dylan? Dylan? Dylan Thomas, the Irish poet. What are your New Year's resolutions? That guy from mm. The Wallflowers? What are your New Year's resolutions, Rudy? We'll start with you. Don't have them. It's fucking hot in here. Way to kill a bit, Rudy. Steven? <laughs> uh, I want to do more creative stuff. I don't really have like one specific thing. Resolutions apply imperfection. I Thanks started, for interrupting me, Rudy. I started on my resolution. Oh, because your shit was so goddamn riveting. I started my resolution about three months ago when I decided to put down the the uh, bacon cheeseburgers and um, antidepressants and pornography and pick up mm, a dumbbell. And so I've been 
doing that for the past three months, getting swole as fuck. I'll let you guys feel my muscles later. Have you put down the pornography? Is fetish stuff that doesn't yes. have sex in it yes. pornography? Mm, okay. Cool. Skip that. Um, we'll cut that out. Uh, and also, I'd, I'd like to drink more water in 2020. I don't yeah. drink enough. I, you know, I've been drinking a lot of diet soda, and I've been losing weight. Water is very good, though, for you. Water's Some say that water is what keeps people alive. There has to be some kind of water in diet soda, though, right? That's got to be an ingredient. Yeah, water's in all liquids. That's not true. No, it totally is. That's not true. That's oil, why. car oil, motor oil, I'm sure it doesn't have any How's uh, it wet in if it? it ain't got water in it? Fuck. Water was the original wet. So, therefore, nothing else can be wet without water. Well, how can things be wet without water, right? Holy shit. All right, boys. We have a surprise guest on the line right now. Who will it be? Hello? Yeah, you're on the line with the Macho Man, brother. Is this Macho Man Randy Savage? Yeah, brother, yeah. Are you uh, dead? Is March of Manor Savage uh, dead? No, he's the cream of the crop. I'm back from the dead, brother. The cream rises to the top, yeah. What was his catch? What's your catchphrase again? Ayo! What is it? Ayo, brother. What's going on? Is that the catchphrase? I'm eating Tito Santina to Pontiac Silver <laughs> Dome, and when the Stupid. light reflects off the dome, I'm living in a nightmare, brother. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. You, this this has become kind of like a um. This... I got the cards stacked against me, brother. Very. You're good. in macho madness now. Very... Yeah. We didn't your heart explode. It exploded, and I got it put back together. Fuck I'm the yeah. Macho Man. Well, that's why there are now commemorative Slim Jims for Macho. Nothing can <laughs> yeah. stop the Macho Man when you snap into a Slim Jim, brother. <laughs> yeah. We, we um, this has become kind of like a WWE podcast. We had um, Doctor Jesse Ventura in a couple episodes ago. You know him? Oh, don't even get me started on him, brother. He ran. He he ran. Um, he he was once governor of Minnesota. Are you going to run for any uh, gubernatorial uh, states? Uh, you know what I mean. He's going to be my boy. Get me a cup of coffee when I ask him to, brother. Brother, isn't that Hulk Hogan's thing? I'm living in a nightmare, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here at the Pontiac Silver Dome, man. Yeah. How's Detroit? Sell it out to 20,000 people. You know, it feels good. Mm. What are your thoughts on the gentrification of Detroit? I say they need to nuke that whole area, man, because when Macho Man's coming to town, everybody runs from the stands, brother. Ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage. What do you think about this? This is hurting my voice, brother. I need a glass of water and a cup of coffee, man. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Iran? What's going on with Iran? They need to nuke that whole place like I said in Detroit, brother, because when the light reflects off the Pontiac Silver Dome, make myself a cup of coffee, living in a nightmare, brother. Yeah. (laughs) Macho Man, who is your uh, least favorite wrestler to work with? It's got to be Rey Mysterio, man. I don't know Long who after is. my time, but I, I ain't say. too fond of those guys. You know what I mean? I don't even gotta finish that sentence, brother. 
What do you think the What do you think about the uh, the Iron Sheik's dependency on uh, on on drugs? Not true. Slander. He's selling us the oil, man. He's got oil coming out the wazoo, and he's living in a nightmare, brother. <laughs> so, uh, what, what? okay, yes. There's only one way to go, and that way is the macho madness way, brother. When are you going to Just when you're experience? sitting in that Pontiac Silver Dome and you're wishing <laughs> to somebody to save you, you look up, and macho man ain't there. Macho man, what should I'm we do? I'm the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, brother. <laughs> I hate Ma- this. Macho man, what should we do when we're living in a nightmare? The only way to get out of the nightmare, brother, is to wake yourself up with a nice cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, fucking Dale Cooper from the from fucking Twin Peaks? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Macho Man Randy Savage, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, did we lose him? All right, he ended the call. We got like five voicemails here, um, so let's start off. Uh, we, uh, if, if you guys would like to contact us, leave a voicemail. It's 321-323-9521, brought to you by Jewel Electronic Cigarettes. Three two one three two three nine five two one. Here's our first voicemail. Yo 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 yo. yo. <laughs> I didn't want to start it off that way. Classic. I don't know why it came out like yo 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 yo. But hey, all right. Hey, uh, again, I apologize for my uh, little slip up last week. It's okay. Um, you know, thank love you for being you, so supportive and um, just kind of thank you for just thank you for doing you boys. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I do me I, every again, night. Uh, I'm I'm hanging out, man. It's about five a.m. I woke up at 3 a.m. Um, I pounded a monster energy, Fuck yes. and that's not a lie, and I'm sipping it. Uh, hold on here. Let me get a little bit of a sip on it. Hold on one second, guys. Some Don't ASMR. go anywhere, okay? Can we get I don't know if you heard that, but I hope you did. Um, love you guys. Have a great show. Bye-bye. We love you, we love Thanks, you too, Chris. Love you too. Chris posted a picture on Instagram recently looking more handsome than ever. I don't know what New York's doing to him, uh, but he's becoming more and more beautiful. He's really handsome. He's no longer that Florida boy. He's now that New York City boy. And like Dennis Hastert, we forgive him. Exactly. Uh, here's our next voicemail. Well, boys, we finally died. Man has long had the power to destroy itself. Mm-hmm. Now we have the motive and the means to do so. Yeah. <clears throat> Got a uh, cyanide molar put in my mouth. I'm gonna bite down on it as soon as I see the fucking horizon brighten up with that good old fucking smithereen juice. Mm-hmm. My only regret is that I couldn't have been a in-studio guest on Welcome to the Horse House. Soon, soon. Before soon. we all got blown up to fucking Kingdom Come, man. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Well, uh, little, little nihilistic there. Yeah, yeah. We try to be positive in the horse house. Yeah, but still a good, a good voicemail. He must, he must have sent that when you were, uh, you missed your connecting flight in Tehran. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, also, I, I'm half French Canadian. I don't know if I should be taking up arms against what happened. Okay, next one. Should I go to Iran and take care of it myself? Yes. 
They don't in have Minecraft a, for the listen. Content. That whole fucking country's a gun free zone because a bunch of liberals run it. Yeah, it's a big soft target. <laughs> yeah, so I, I go in there with a fucking AR fifteen. <laughs> I go with a fucking AR fifteen. I just fucking unleash it on them. Okay, they're all bad. Every single person there is bad. So it's okay, right? Okay. Thank you, uh, Brendan Tarrant, yeah. for joining us. Is that a that's like oh, Tarrant Egerton who played Alton John? Yeah, Christchurch. Hey boys, uh, hope you're having a, a great night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank so you. This question is, is mostly directed towards Mailman. Steven. So I know he's a real Star Wars fanatic. So I I have this question. So you know, I never really watched the movies, but I've been I've been going through it, starting at episode one. And you know, Ugh. last night I watched episode four. Good one. Okay. You know, which is. You know this, but just in case the, the listeners don't, it's it's the original one, the one yeah. that came out in 77. I started with that And, listener. you know, I'm just a little upset because Obi-Wan freaking Kenobi dies in the last 40 minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. And the Death Star literally explodes, mm-hmm. okay? And this is all in the very first movie that anyone yeah. had, had ever seen yeah. of the Star Wars. And so I'm just really confused of why there is so much fanfare directed towards Obi-Wan and the Death Star. Mm. Like, they were literally in this first film for, like, I don't know, if you take all all the clips of the Death Star, probably 30 minutes. It can't Mm -hmm. be much more than that. True. I guess because of the fighting scenes and all that junk, it's probably longer. But still, and Obi-Wan Kenobi was just, he was there for, like, a second and a half, really. Not long at all. So my question is this. Was there fanfare around these two things after that first movie came out? Mm-hmm. Or was that something that developed later on after the second, third, and even even later movies? That's a good question. Just, just kind of curious and, and to tell you the truth, a little fired up after, yeah. after watching it. It happens. And um, just coming away with not, not being very impressed with with either thing, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, or the Death Star. So just um, looking for your, your opinion. Um, other boys, you can you can pipe in too. All righty. See you later. Well, anonymous listener and caller, you're lucky because Stephen was born in 1965 and remembers 77 vividly. vividly. Uh, I Stephen, can, you have I can, the floor. I can only speak off of like primary source documents. Yeah. Um, people, people were pretty much like... Like Star Wars was like a cultural moment before before social media before like um, it was huge yeah yeah it was it was like huge it was a cultural turning point um I'm curious if since the listener has sent in first off listener uh, I understand wanting to watch the films um, chronologically in terms of the events of the mm-hmm. films taking place I I wish you had gotten to see the original trilogy before the prequels yeah um. But if you're watching it, if you want the full story, you have to, I, I guess. One, but one but but nine. but it, I I feel like the story almost makes more sense if you watch yeah. four, five, six, one, two, three, um, or just watch four, five, six, and nothing else. Uh, yeah, um, but but I'm curious to see if the listener has uh watched five and six since then because spoiler alerts, Obi Wan Kenobi comes back, mm-hmm. and the Death Star yeah, does too. Yeah, and but, the Death Star comes too. But yeah. but I mean, I I think why Obi Wan Kenobi is so captivating, just if you take Star Wars. 1977 by itself is he it's the stuff that the film like you know sometimes with with art it's it's what you don't see right mm-hmm. and and 
we only the only things we know about Obi-Wan Kenobi uh before we meet him in the film is well um he's a hermit that lives out in the desert like way beyond in the Jumlin <laughs> Wastes and uh the mere mention of Ben Kenobi um makes Uncle Luke mad or sorry Uncle Owen makes Uncle Owen mad He's like, that's just an old space wizard. You don't need to go mess around with him. And 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 Luke goes away, and, and Aunt Beru gives Uncle Owen this like knowing look, like old Ben Kenobi. Um, and and um and you know obviously the Princess Leia, like Obi Wan Kenobi is the only hope of this rebellion that uh has that is opposing Darth Vader. And we don't know about the Emperor or anything at this point, but this guy in this giant fucking suit that can like choke people with his mind. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi can stop him, and then he tells us what the Jedi were, and he gives Luke a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And he says, you will go with me to Alderaan. And, and, and just, like, he faces Darth Vader, and he's, like, not scared at all. This is a man that, like, the entire galaxy supposedly fears, but he does not fear him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I, there's there's... It's just... Um, I don't know. And like that hero's journey, you need that like, you need the inciting incident, but you need the inciting character as well. Mm, the definitely. one that like foists the journey upon the hero. Whether it's <laughs> whether it's, I mean, he's Star Wars Gandalf, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's what makes him so cool. I love me a good space wizard. And I mean, like the awesome power of the Death Star. I mean, it it, it demonstrates the hubris of the Empire, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Like even even Princess Leia points it out as beginning. Uh, the the further you, the harder you tighten your grip, more systems will slip through your fingers. Um, saying that like the Death Star is, as a tool, like it will make people hate the Empire. But the problem is like it, it can fucking blow up a planet. I mean, plus I mean like I, I would argue one of the most iconic film moments of the 20th century is the Death Star trench around that whole like last 10 minute sequence. I mean, especially the special effects for 77. No, it's incredible, yeah. incredible that people could do that mm-hmm. really with without green screen at all yeah. or with primitive. Well, there was green screen. With, I was going to say with yeah. blue screen technology, yeah. like like just chroma key, phenomenal. Yeah. But but I un- I understand your viewpoints and I understand why you're fired up because you saw the prequels first and Obi Wan is this cool debonair guy, like, very smart. Also, Alec Guinness is just really cool in general. Well, you and you and McGregor does a great job portraying him in the prequels. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few things that really yeah. steps out. Yeah. Um, but but I think I think at the time, um, much to the chagrin of uh, Alec Guinness, uh, Obi Wan was an incredibly popular character mm-hmm. in 1977. Yeah. Alec Guinness um, was not a big fan of Star Wars. He was not. But from all accounts I've read, he was the most positive person on set and the most professional too. Mm-hmm. And he was a big fan of George Lucas's vision, but it was just not his bag. He was he, he was, was a Shakespearean. He was actor. a classically trained yeah. Shakespearean actor. Yeah, and it was a, it. I think it frustrated him that yeah. he was remembered most for what he saw as a silly a silly yeah. movie. But no one hates Star Wars more than Han Solo, George George Harrison, Harrison Ford. The, um, he fucking hates that shit. Yeah, but you can say whatever you want about Harrison Ford. Those checks cash the same. Exactly. Um, Rudy had and he his, sure fucking came back for the ninth movie. During that speech, um, I, I will not contribute anything to what the listeners said because Stephen basically covered all the bases. Rudy, you had your head down and your eyes closed most of the time. Are you okay? My eyes were not closed. It's because it Rudy like it. does not like me. No, um, just like well, the that googly eyes everything. you put on your eyelids to make it look, look like you were awake, Over they fell glasses. off halfway through <laughs> your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't see anything anyway. Yeah, you got anything to contribute, uh, Rudy? Uh, we'll call this listener male woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is also a. She did identify as a male man. Yeah, I like um, I like Jar Jar. 
Jar Jar's good. I like that big CGI rabbit. All right, next one. Hey, it's it's me again. Right, um, sorry to call back so soon. I, I have another thing that's really been bothering me. So, back on the Star Wars box. So, you know, talking about Episode Four again, which again for the people that might not know what's going on, that's one the, the first one like, yes, that ever came out in seventy seven. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's this just this huge hype around Yoda. Mm. As a character, like people love Yoda, like it feels like forever people love Yoda. And my problem is this: he's not in the first movie. He's not in the first movie. He's he's first we movie. hold Yoda up to this high regard, and he's not even an OG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm. I mean, please help me help me understand this. Was his name even mentioned? No, no. In the first movie, I just didn't even realize it. Like, was it referred to? Like. I'm I'm just I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. So please help me understand what the hype is about. What does Ben say to Luke? You must go to ba- the, the Dagobah system, system and find Yoda, Ringo. Yeah. Well, like like essentially before Luke even understands, I think truly how deep the powers of the Force are. Um, his life has been threatened. He finds himself on the mm-hmm. precipice of disaster on Hoth, which again, um, this might not be a movie that the male woman has seen yet. Yeah. Um, well, this was from Friday, so she may have not have seen the other two. So, so she's going to see Yoda soon. Yeah. But, but one of my favorite characters in the um, original trilogy, but, him and Ben and Lando Calrissian mm-hmm. on the, on the, on the precipice of disaster, Luke, Luke might die. And the message that Ben tells him reaching out from the force because Luke doesn't know that he can manifest himself in the force yet um, something he learned from Qui-Gon Jinn um, but uh, Luke learned that from Qui-Gon Jinn Obi-Wan learned how to manifest oh, okay, himself okay, in the okay, force okay, from yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn um, but, but uh, he reaches out and in his moment of need and this is like Ben recognizing like like Luke was destroyed by a simple like basically monster like mm-hmm. a like a bit like a big bad creature. Yeah. There's no way that he's going to be able to stand up mm-hmm. against a Sith Lord. Yeah. So he says, "You must go find, the, pardon the the phrasing, the last Jedi, because yeah. you're not a Jedi yet." Yeah. Um. And 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 Yoda, uh, who is a second space wizard in the in the movies. And Yoda, it, it's such a powerful thing when you get to Empire because Luke shows up and he's thinking it's going to be another Obi Wan. Yeah. And he's caught off guard because it's this simple creature. It's a very unassuming and, little Pepe the Frog. And mm-hmm. and and Luke, in his rashness, his boldness, his impatience, his fear for what might happen to his friends, he he disregards the creature, and that's why it's so powerful. When he gets there, and, and he's in the hut, he's like, "You need to send me." Ro-. And like Yoda just like closes his eyes, and, yeah. and he says, "He will never like something to the effect of he will never be ready." Man, I, I gotta rewatch. Uh... Empire, Empire Strikes Back. It's, it's such a Empire movie. is such it's a masterpiece, a fuck, yeah. and and I can't wait for the male woman to see the movie because, in my mm-hmm. opinion, it is, I mean, in the opinion of most people, Empire it's Strikes best, Back yeah. is the best one. Irving Kirshner, Irving Irving, Irving Kirshner, yeah. yeah, he was Lu- he he was George Lucas's film teacher at like UCLA or whatever. He, you went, know to, he went to USC. He USC was? USC. Was? He was his that. film teacher. Yeah, but but um, I, I don't I don't know, dude. Like like. What makes Yoda so powerful is that, like, it's just the, the, it's when Star Wars kind of steps off of the camp and goes full, like, philosophical. It's a dark film. It's a dark, it's a dark film. It ends very dark. Everyone's fucking dead. Yeah. 
Luke has a robot arm now. The Empire is stronger than it's ever been. But there, but there is a glimmer of hope. Yeah. Um. Uh, episode four. Episode four ends with all of the hope. Mm-hmm. A lot of hope has been dashed. Yeah. But the rebels have escaped, and Han is out there somewhere, and they're gonna go get him. And and it kind of it pans out with with Luke and Leia again staring. This time not into the dual sunrise of Tatooine or onto like the the beautiful victory celebrations at Yavin. The black abyss of space. The many stars. Oh, oh, wow! That's a little more positive than I had. Yeah, and it, it, it's and they're they're saying yes, yes, we have we've lost, we've lost, but we have friends, and even though they don't know it, we have family, and with with that, we can survive, wow. and we will survive. Rudy, what do you have to say about that? I like that. Yeah, very good. uplifting. That's some good film analysis. Okay, Mailwoman, I hope that uh, answered your question. One more. You're gonna get your Yoda fix. You're gonna get your Yoda fix. Yoda's fantastic. I love that little puppet man, Frank Oz. And and it's and it's so great, even like like because he leaves. Luke yeah. leaves early. Yeah, to go help his Luke is not ready. Mm-hmm. He's not ready to face what is coming. And Yoda knows this, and and Ben knows this, but Luke has to because mm-hmm. his his friends. No, oh, there is one more. Is that what he says about Leia being this? Oh, there is there's, another. There is another. Sky. All of Yoda's best parts were in the prequels. Does Yoda die in Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi. Yeah, okay, yeah. I just haven't, I haven't seen those movies. And, and um, uh, He disappeared. And that's why, like, um, we're, that, I'm, yeah. I don't want to talk about Star Wars anymore. Next one. This is the Star Wars episode. That, I, cause, cause that's I, the name I, of the, the Star Wars episode. I could, like, you guys know this. I could talk about Star Wars for hours. And I enjoy it. Hey, guys. It's Steve. Hi, Steve. Just wanted to say one good thing about uh, each and every one of you. Oh, I like this. Uh, start off with Rudy. Oh. Uh, Rudy. I don't want this. There are a lot of jokes that you make, uh, you know, off the cuff. What a cusp, whatever the hell the, the saying is, yeah. and uh, Tristan does not give you the fucking laugh that you deserve. Fuck Thank you, um, Stephen. I thought it was going to be. I Shinai. love every comment you make. Everything you say is absolutely funny. It's um, not going to fuck you, Steve. Sports parts are uh, aren't warranted at all. I think uh, you bring joy and happiness to everyone who's listening, and a little bit of sanity. You know, in all honesty, um, Tristan. Yes. I just wanted to say that uh, thank you for creating the whole podcast, because without it, I wouldn't be listening to, to all you guys being real cool. God bless you. Well, thanks, um, You're funny, talented. Uh, I mean, you're fucking muscles, man. Thank you. Do you, like, yes. work out all? Anyway. all the time, constantly. Um, I'm doing it right now, kegels. Yeah, I'm just feeling a little a bit pussy down. workout? Yeah, that is. But that's what that things is. will get better. I'm doing anal well, kegels. Well, hope you guys have a good night. Same. Stay safe. Um, and don't forget that uh, that no one has played Civilization Six with me at all since <laughs> I suggested it. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye. Steve, I'll play with you. I own the game. Civ Five is just better. Get Rudy's gamer tag or whatever. Is that PC? Yeah, get his IP. Get his IP address. Get my IP. And uh, I'm behind seven him. proxies. Message, message yeah. the horse house Twitter, and <laughs> that's, we'll that's a copy pasta, pasta, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were the origins of that? I'm behind uh, seven. Steve is also Steve is also great. If you ever need someone to carry you through uh, Halo's le- any of Halo's legendary campaigns, 
Hell yeah. I'm too intelligent to play video games, so I can't relate, but I'm sure that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say, I may have said this before, but you can spend $60 on a new video game. Or you can spend $370 on bespoke only fan accounts per month. Mm-hmm. Or a Bowflex. True. Bowflex is about $2,500. Uh, Are they that much? Yeah. It's I've always, every it's Bowflex a, I've ever used or owned has been purchased secondhand. It's, oh, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> the one I have is, second, is a secondhand yeah. uh, Bowflex. I trade, we, trade, we traded it. Um, uh but yeah, for $60, you can buy a video game where you can go to the local library, pick up a library card for about $5 and go on any adventure you want. Depending on the library, you can get games there too. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Oh, we are so far from the Lord. That's that's sickening. <laughs> Every day we stray further from we God's have a There's a cancer in our... It's a societal sickness that we have, but uh, what are you going to do? All right. Thank, thank you guys so much for calling. Um, uh, the official voice mail horse house, 321-323-9521, brought to you by Jewel Electronic Cigarettes. You gotta be 21 to get them. You so I don't want to see anyone underage jeweling, or else I will call the authorities. I don't fucking. Otherwise, it will threaten a child on a podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Bye. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know. Um, it's time to throw to everybody's favorite segment on the podcast. Um, the man that hates me the most, it's time for Rudy's Crypto Corner. Yeah, baby. Sp- yeah, let's go, Rudy's Crypto Corner. Sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. We are talking about Bitcoin. We are talking about Litecoin. You can use it as an investment or hire a hitman. Mr. Redacted Last Name is going to show you what to do. It's time for Rudy's Crypto Corner. Sponsored Rudy. by Raid Shadow Legends. Rudy, you have the corner. Uh, you have the corner. Rudy, you have the floor. <laughs> you have the corner. Sit in the corner. <laughs> uh, the only currency that really matters right now is Bitcoin because it's swinging back up. And if you look at it relative to the big peak that we had like a year ago, uh, stabilizing real high. Um, Rudy told you this was coming, folks. More importantly, uh, season 10 of League of Legends is in full effect right now. We've passed the preseason. Aphelios is out and sets on his way. Uh, so buckle up, get in those ranked matches because we did a bit of a soft reset mm-hmm. and start bringing that ELO right on up. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing in the jungle, Lee and Shaco, go to Oh, oh, Rudy. Rudy. I understand. Rudy, listen. I say it every podcast, every app, dude. I don't control... I don't control... When the viral audio clip of the week alert comes on, okay, it's a timer that I don't control. Yes, sir. Um, it is Tristan's. It came vir- with a computer. Yeah, it is Tristan's viral audio clip of the week, but he doesn't. It doesn't. It comes to him. It comes to me. The you are the host. Muhammad does not go to the mountain. The mountain mm-hmm. comes to Muhammad. Inshallah. Mm-hmm. You could. There is. And there, may God protect Bashar al-Assad. There is no audio clip. Of the week, but the viral audio clip of the week, and Tristan is merely its messenger. Ahala Hamia. That's all I gotta say. God, God is protecting us. It's a dangerous road you're going down, son. Yeah. Well, I am now a pro. Um, a Bashar Al-Assad. Uh, is it, he's at the Bath party? That's Aren't Iraq. They? Is that Iraq? Yeah, that was what Saddam, Saddam was, was Bath. Um, oh, okay. Saddam I, I think um, Bashar Al-Assad is the based party. Oh yeah, that's yeah. just what they call. They're it. Alawites. He's the based and red pill. They're Alawites. Uh, all right, so this for delicious. It's time for Tristan's viral audio clip of the week. I heard, that so- I heard that song playing at a Wawa the Hell other yeah. night. I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, people are just. We're, the podcast is very influential. People like to copy us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will be sending a cease and desist to the people who do the Wawa radio to, uh, at two a.m. Jello. Yeah. 
Um, so this one comes from Joe Biden. What a surprise. This is about a week old. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this one, but this is further proof that um, uh, soon-to-be president Joe Joseph Biden is a pedophile. There is for those keeping the spreadsheet at the home. I think Joe Biden has been our viral audio clip. It's probably surpassed the scat porn that was the first three weeks. That, that was that was the first four weeks, yeah. And yeah. he's definitely surpassed it uh, with four all with colors. different original clips. Yeah, yeah. There's um. Shouts out to Corn Pop. Yeah, there's no malarkey. You know, what I mean? there's no malarkey. There's no malarkey. There's no McClunky. I know about it's roaches. Only corn pop. Exactly. Uh, so here's Joe Biden um, at a rally. I want to start off by thanking everybody under the age of 15. Mm, fuck. We owe you big kiddo. I don't know how you got it. He's talking but to a child you, right thank now. Thank you, thank you, After it's over, come up and talk to me for a minute, okay? Oh! Promise, all right? Anybody under 15, you get something special today. <laughs> because I tell you what, this has got to be boring, boring, boring. True. <laughs> He's laughing. All right, well, you know... <laughs> you can't stop me. Grandpa Joe, Grandpa Joe, you're laying in that bed all the time, and finally Charlie gets that golden ticket. Charlie brings home one of his friends, and he just fucking jumps out of bed. Yep. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. That was a meme back in the day, because there, um, there was that Facebook page, I Hate Grandpa Joe, or, or, Grandpa, <laughs> yeah. or the page was called, like, Grandpa Joe's an Asshole, or something like that. It's true, though. Oh, yeah, he, he could have gotten up. He lays about, like... He's a layabout. He, he lays about, like, some sort of Bernie Sanders welfare queen... <laughs> You know, for all he of Charlie's been life, that whole time. with three other with three other old people. Yeah, um, I think that's probably the in laws and Charlie's probably moms. You think they, no, they are? They are. Yeah. It's it's both sets of Charlie's yeah. grandparents. You think they ever uh, rub bed sores? That or there's there's got to be also some sort of they, they must it's all have catheters bottle. in their pussies and 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 dick holes, and it goes into the other one's mouth. <laughs> well, that, do you think it, they're all hooked up to a bag of flaming shit? Well, there's got to be something in the middle of all of them, right in the mm. bed. And they also have, like, the anal catheters, too. Because, mm-hmm. listen, they say in the movie, Grandpa Joe hasn't been out of bed in, like, 19 years or whatever. That shit's got to go somewhere. We're either the consulting or the... And they all drink, like, cabbage soup. Yeah. Well, that that was in the Tim Burton, um, Charlie and Chocolate I think it might have been in the book. We're either yeah. the production consultant was Chuck Berry on that. <laughs> Rudy, that was, that's one of the best jokes of the year. Hey, thanks, buddy. Well done. Uh, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory, great movie really good movie um but yeah grandpa joe's an asshole he lays in bed all day not contributing any kind of money to the family makes me sad roald Dahl didn't like it well he they he was supposed to write the screenplay but he was too late he was taking too long so yeah. they said fuck you yeah um we got a new we got a new writer on board now it's going to johnny depp now it's going to john <laughs> depp mr john depp uh but yeah grandpa joe's an asshole um there's this tweet that came out where he was the tweet was, I need me a freak like Grandpa Joe, because when they're licking that wallpaper... Yeah, I saw They that. zoomed in on him, and he's uh, doing the fucking ABCs in that wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my man is going to town. Yeah. Uh, you know, those, that movie's kind of sick. Because, you know, um, in the Tim Burton version, you see all the kids leave the chocolate factory. They're all stretched out yeah. and big. In the uh, 1971 chocolate factory, yeah. they're all fucking dead. Yeah, they don't leave in the book either. And, and, and that TV kid, he's small. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his, his, mom, his mom picks him up and puts yeah. him in her fucking purse. He's he, small. He, he's hey, like that forever. What's, he's small. Good luck feeding him normal food. What's the worst way? He's going to uh, marry an ant. <laughs> ant Man. Ant Man. What's your. Ants! If you had to choose any of the punishments that are visited upon the children, 
Which one do you think you get out the easiest with? Yours. Oh, I know what I know. Oh. I know what Tristan's. It's gonna is be Violet, right? No, no, I know what Tristan's is. Well, if I had to masturbate to any of the punishments, Augustus, no. it would be Violet turning into yeah. a big. Green She's a child, big though. So, blob. like, if she was aged up, you would do that. Oh, I thought. I thought you would. Christ I thought you. I thought you were going to go with Augustus being force fed. No. <laughs> Augustus is put in the tube. He's not forced. Augustus doesn't get as big though. Violet, no, Violet fuck turns you. into a big greedy pig. He turns girl. Violet, big old blob, big old gluttonous. Well, like queen. what's the so what? We have Augustus. He falls in the chocolate river. Ed TV. What's the kid's name? Ed Scott Mike TV. Mike TV. What he, happens he with the turns TV? small? How did he, he turn? He's small? shrunk down. He gets shrunk happen? down because do you remember in Willy Wonka? They're showing how like Wonka can teleport things, and in he's going to put like food. millions. Yeah, of, yeah gonna, okay. You're going to yeah. be able to reach and into so your TV. Ed TV's and like, I want to be in the TV. Yeah, and so Willy Wonka goes, "Okay, Gilda Radner was my wife, and she died of cancer, and um, from being put in TV, SNL, which is a TV show, mm-hmm. she was inside the." TV every Saturday night and got cancer from it. Um, and so he gets put into it and he gets teleported and he's a very small boy because he's in a television, 1971 television. After watching the original uh, Chocolate Factory, what was it, 71? 71. Um, after watching that for the first time, I had recurring nightmares as a child about floating up because of the fucking fizzy lifting drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just fucking gravity's gone. Well, you know, Charlie's kind of an up. asshole, too. That's weird that that's the nightmare you had. Why? It well, wasn't you, like the no one knows where we exactly. are Exactly. No. You think the boat yeah. scene would no. be, though? Because that, that gets a lot of that gets cut from television yeah. when it's on. Because there's this one weird clip that flashes on the screen real quick of, like, a millipede crawling over a sleepy man's face. Yeah, that doesn't fuck with me. Weird. Are, Not being able to control are the myself. Fires of hell growing. Yeah, I mean that's creepy, but it's not like imminent threat of getting yeah. mulched. No, it's true. They're going up to a fucking family. Yeah, Charlie's an asshole too. He expects him. He expects to get the fucking prize at the end, right. even though he 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 fucking fucking got his filth all over those sanitized walls He's in that big propeller boy. room even Willy Wonka talks about how they're going to have to sanitize the walls yeah. I, I thought that was a funny line it was very technical it was like yeah, now we're going to have to fucking sanitize the well, place because you nasty poor listen. people he didn't fucking listen right. and then he goes there expecting alright where's my prize well also imagine being nothing like, sir imagine you get nothing being Willy Wonka right like and being like, okay, I had this very pure, like, solely random challenge. Does he rape the Oompa Loompas? Because there's no way they consent. I don't think he rapes them. I think he forces them to fuck each how, other. How oh. do you know that they have... S- well, you, there's just... It's 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 already confirmed that he has sex with them. Because you your, your sentence was, does he rape the Oompa Loompas? Because there's no way they consent. No, they can't. They're slaves. I think he force breeds them. Or it's kind of like that scene, that Mandingo fighting scene in in um, Django Unchained, where the two slaves from different masters are taking hammers and like fucking. That's what he does. He hangs out like in a saloon with his other chocolate, um, well, chocolateer friends. The Oompa Loompa population is pretty low. He's got to keep that up. He rescued somehow. all. Well, of them. they explain where they. He's oh, a yeah. good man. Well, I mean, he didn't really rescue him. It seemed like the, they were just doing fine. I think in the John Depp version, he does kind of allude to him. Um, rescuing them, right? Yeah, they had like big but mosquitoes. I think that's because the original world. one is he just fucking takes yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> he just did slaves an indigenous population. What do you get when, when you go? slobber on my knob? A big nut in your mouth, <laughs> Willy Wonka. Big orange nut from my. Oompa Why does he Loompa have orange nuts? Cock. Everlasting gobstoppers are the best candy, though. I always liked the um, the nerds rope. Yeah. It's kind of cool how that movie inspired a very successful um, candy company. Are candy nerds, company. Are nerds Willy Wonka? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's from the Wonka factories. Really? It's not from the movie. Yeah. But it it's from the company that, that has the Wonka yeah, stuff. Yeah, the real life company. Did you ever yeah. go to Toys R Us and get an actual Wonka bar? Yeah. I, I had a Wonka bar, yeah. They, they were, for some reason, I don't know if it's because, like, you're just associating it with the, the, the book and film. Those were so good. They mm-hmm. had, like, a white and milk chocolate Wonka bar mm-hmm. that was the shit. They're they nice was, like, and small. big, too. They're big, thick bars. Yeah. It had, like, graham cracker in it. The, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the original ones were wood. With a wrapper around Excuse it. Excuse me. Well, well not on the. Uh, oh, as props for the as movie. Props. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, did you ever notice um, yeah, how the gross? Over the tapes. You ever notice how gross the um, the chocolate water fountain and river is in the original one? No. It's like a purple brown soup. Yeah, it's it is. disgusting. Looks fucking good. In the Tim Burton one, they have that nice giant lush CGI um one. Both of them are good. Um, both movies are good. No, Two both totally... of the rivers are equally oh, no, good. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, the Tim Burton one, I, I didn't actually think was a bad movie, but then I, last time I watched it, I was a kid. Um, it just has that unnecessary like... Christopher Lee subplot. Yeah, yeah the weird dentist dad. What? 2003? 2000, 2005. Yeah. Oh, four, I'm going to split the middle. Look it up. I think Rudy's I'm right. Uh, I'm, I'm going 2005. I don't know. I just, oh, think, I just think Willy Wonka and Bush, they're connected in my mind a lot. <laughs> is that just because you're looking at Tristan's calendar over there? Mm-hmm. 2005. Damn. Sorry. No, I'm, that is I'm good autistic when it comes. Though. I'm autistic when it comes to film years. Yes, sir. Ask me a movie. Ratatouille. Ratatouille came out in 2007. Birth of a Nation. Wait, we're gonna see. Holy shit! Birth of a Nation. 1917. Do it. It's not Birth of the Nation. It's 2015. Fuck. Shit. One more. Excuse me? Hey, guys. This is Tristan. I'm here uh, in the horse house editing the podcast. Um, uh, Birth of a Nation came out in 1915. I guess 1917. Uh, Two times. Two times in this segment. I say 2015. I don't know what was going on with me. I'm kind of crazy. I'm kind of nutty. I'm kind of random. A little quirky, too. Uh, so I apologize. 1915, not 2015. I'm 100 years off? What? Fuck shit. One more. 2015. I was two years off. Motherfucker. It's oh, like a it right. it's like a bolt of lightning made that movie. That's what Woodrow Wilson said when he saw um, it. Carved out of a bolt. Of, it, it looks like it was carved by a bolt of lightning. It's a, Listen, Toronto Tomatoes has The Birth of a Nation at 100% fresh. Uh, Revenge of the Red Baron starring Tobey Maguire <laughs> and Mickey Rooney. 1995. Fucking go for it, bud. I'm leaving if this is correct. 1994. <laughs> that's was... that's within the margin of error. That is within the margin of error. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a three year margin of error on yeah. everything. And then I was yeah. on point for everything. Yeah. I'm so good. But anyways, Willy Wonka 1971, great movie. <laughs> Holds up Gene Wilder, one of the best ever. Yeah, very Producers, um, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Tiles. Everything, he, that was all, those are three Mel Brooks movies I named. Can all we, fantastic. Can we talk a little bit about Young Frankenstein? Frankenstein? Sorry. It's a, it's a good movie, but I learned this recently. Um, don't show it to a friend who only knows Blazing Saddles and does not have any knowledge of like universal horror movies. Really? Because they won't think it's very funny. Well, that's how I entered into that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, some people are different, I guess, because I watched it with a friend who loves Blazing Saddles. They weren't that big on it. I still haven't seen Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah. What? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, Blazing Saddles is probably one of the funniest comedies. They know it would be really sad, bad if we hadn't seen Blazing Saddles. You see Blazing Saddles, Steven. Have you not seen Blazing Saddles? <laughs> Holy shit, guys. What's going on, they don't, big guys? They don't need badges. 
right? We don't need no stinking badges. Isn't we there, don't need no stinking badges. There's like a lot of racist. Hey, we're all the white women in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that says oh, okay. the N word so much in that movie. Do they? Yeah. Oh, Slim Pickens, who plays like the main mean cowboy in it, had a really hard time saying the N word so much. Oh, yeah. like Leo DiCaprio. Yes, sir. Did he have a hard time saying it? Yeah, Bless he you. cried. Is that true? I don't know. I was gonna say that's so fucking. There was some movie true. where someone cried because they had to say. Oh no! Yeah, that was Ian McKellen in the first um, Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> no, sir. He was in front of the green screen, and yeah. <laughs> hey, Tristan, what year did Beverly Hills Cop come out? Nineteen eighty-five. I want to say it's eighty-three, but that's within the. Eighty-four. A year off is like my thing. Yeah. yeah. Still pretty good though. So, so like two episodes ago, I was telling you guys about how like horny I've been, and um, Drew had a theory that it's because I've been working out so tirelessly and so much that my testosterone is going through the fucking roof, mm-hmm. which explains it because uh, I will feel feel pheromones leaking out of my ass. Um, it's kind of like a green soupy liquid. You have to express blood your anal, anal glands. Yeah, well, you got to pop them. You got to pop the yeah. anal glands, and they get too full. And um, one of you lucky listeners could win the opportunity to pop my anal glands. You just have to fill out the form. You got to send away for it, and uh, we'll see who wins. So Tristan is selling re- request uh, a form. Little bath water containers. Yeah, full of his <laughs> yeah, anal full of, expressions. Full, full of my um, my pheromones. Um, it's only gotten worse. My horniness. Yeah. I mean, I follow these Instagram models, and sometimes I see it, and I get, like, dangerously horny. Mm-hmm. Like, so horny to the point of depression. Can you tell me what dangerously horny means in all aspects? I get depressed. But is that really dangerous? But I can't have that in my face. That in just, real life, it just, IRL. It just sounds like you're becoming an incel. No, well, dangerously, it's also because I might commit a crime soon, if you know what I mean. Like, what kind of crime, Tristan? Arson, I think. Thank <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, Steven. No, probably rape. But, um, uh, so yeah. Hard cut. Hard cut. I'm going to keep monitoring it. But, uh, I saw Uncut Gems. And, um. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did, Steven. I yeah, promised my dad I'd see it when it first came out before yeah. I promised you that I'd see it with you. So when my dad said, hey, let's go see Uncut Gems, I said, okay, papa. It's okay. Um, his girlfriend in that movie, Adam Sandler's girlfriend, has a insane dumper on her. Like, And I was praying that it was fake because if it's fake, I won't get as horny. But I did some Google searches and I found some photo shoots she did with Pete Davidson. Who's the kid whose dad died in 9-11? Pete Davidson? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that thing's fucking real. And when I saw that in the theater, I wanted the scene to end as fast as possible because I was getting so insane You're about to watching fuck it. Fuck the screen. You're uh, gonna bite your dad's arm I, clean I, off. I was about to, I was about to bust in more ways than one into the projector room and start putting my dick into where you load the film into the projector <laughs> because they still use film. Yeah, they still use film. And uh, but yeah, just keep me in your prayers, guys, because it's getting really bad. Like to the point of like, I'm being serious. Like to the point of depression. Like the sexual frustration I get when I see beautiful, beautiful. So Tristan's a MGTOWN. Like like uh, Tristan saw that article about the girl selling nudes for uh, wildfire relief yeah. in Australia, and he started lighting fires around his house. Yeah, yeah. She didn't have too much uh, ass on her, but um, you know, not enough to get me to to save the Australian yeah. brush. But man, this this girl in, in Uncut Gems, I just, <laughs> you know, it's um, it's kind of unbelievable. So I saw that and I freaked the fuck out. Um, 
I, I got my money back for the film. I complained so much to the theater. <laughs> I said, "Why are you putting such big? Why are you putting booty, this on? Why are you putting this on screens for children to see? Big why are you putting booty beauties?" Then he went back and the... saw the movie four times that night. <laughs> I made then, sure no one uh, was all else was in the theater. Yeah, pee weed it. Yeah, I, I brought my masturbation poncho. Excuse me. I, I wear it in so I can masturbate under the poncho. Is that what the fuck you wore to cats? Is that exactly. what you were doing? <laughs> That's what I was doing in cats, Rudy. Um, so yeah, just keep me in your prayers. Bring your a whole thoughts. definition to head because, head because head. I feel like this might have to lead to some sort of at least prosecution or a lobotomy, a forced lobotomy, Jack Nicholson style, uh, one for the cuckoo's nest. So yeah, um, uncut gems. Don't see it. Don't oh, fuck. Don't show me pictures of her. Was it Fox? It's something. What's her name? Julia? Katie Fox. Julia. Oh, fuck Julia Fox. I assumed Julia? you weren't talking about Adina Menzel. Fox. So does, no, yes, I didn't. No, she has a weird underbite. Oh my god. I would if if nourishment meant just. Sucking the out of her asshole. You know, there's that old saying, I'd eat her shit just to see where it came from, you know? And that's really what it is. Stop, that's in the movie, stop. <laughs> Steven's showing me fucking um, bad things on his phone right now. It's pissing it's me just, off. Uh, you know, you're, Tristan, you're, you're one been, of my closest friends. It's but exposure you do, therapy. You do, been, have that, you do have that, you, you have been high and mighty, and this is making you humble. And no, I'm it's enjoying true. it. No, it's true. Also, Rudy is right, exposure therapy. We can maybe make a breakthrough. I, I've been masturbating so much, it's mostly just blood and sand comes out of my cock. Jesus wept. You know, it's getting just really blood and oil. bad. It's blood and oil. It's like some sort of like, it's like extra virgin olive just oil. Just blood and soil. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. And, um... So yeah, it's been really rough for me. It's hard out there for a boy like me. Stop! Her thighs are insane. Jeez. <laughs> stop! This please. is the funniest thing you're ever killing happened. me. No, really. Like Just stop. I will probably never watch Uncut Gems again because it'll get me so crazy. And that acid—it's not fake. It's not fake. I read someone on Twitter saying it was, but I've examined it. You can tell when a girl has a naturally fat ass because the the meat above her elbows. There's a little bit of chub there. And I'll stop. Oh my god, that that was the photo shoot with Pete Davidson. Stop. He doesn't. He's not he, lying. He, it was a it was a photo shoot with Pete Davidson. He doesn't deserve to have that in his life. You know, his dad died in nine eleven. You know, fucking uh, MGTOW. Fuck. So just just stop, looking Steven. from the fucking Showing shadows, pictures. just going. Pete Davidson doesn't deserve her. Doesn't I deserve her. I deserve, deserve it. Oh, stop. Where are you finding these pictures? I. I just I typed, I typed in, in I typed in Julia Fox uncut gems. I typed in like Julia Fox I have not ass seen this movie because I was supposed to go see it with Tristan, and he went with his lovely father instead. I'm just I'm having a hard time, boys. But That's I'm glad I'm because he would have bit my fingers clean off. I mean, I'm talking I'm talking it. three times to completion in one sitting. Noted. <laughs> totally noted, sir. So yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Welcome to the Horse House. It's 2020. Donald Trump saved us from nuclear annihilation and maybe he can save me from myself soon no we'll see alright god take, bless take care of each other sometimes I get too drunk and feel so goddamn low I have no place to go no one to turn to I think about your loving arms where I'd like to be but it's selfish as can be And I know it And if I'm sorry for myself I'm sorry for you too Cause I'm the same as you And I'm burning So I sing for everyone 
feels there's no way out Or maybe if you all shout Someone will hear you Listen to them shout I love you, cause that would be a lie I can only say I try, and you know it mm, Love is something more and less than words can hope to say It's something day to day in the life we're living Lovers come and lovers go, but friends are hard to find Yes, I can count all mine on one finger So I sing for everyone who feels there's no way out Or maybe if you all shout, someone will hear you Oh, listen to them shout The distance that's between us It just never seems to change There's a whole mountain range Of misunderstanding Everyone who feels there's no way out Or maybe if you all shout Someone will hear you Or listen to them